You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Welcome everyone to the Woman of Faith podcast, the weekly podcast for women who want to grow in their faith and build a deeper connection with God. I hope that you are feeling amazing today. I hope that you woke up today with a desire to truly answer what God is calling you to do in this season of your life, not just with the desire to be obedient to the call, but also that you woke up this morning with a heart of gratitude, that even though you may not necessarily be where you want to be in your life right now, that you are grateful for where you are despite that, that you are grateful that God has brought you through all that he's brought you through, that you have survived Every single thing that has tried to destroy you, tear you down, break you, that no matter what weapon has formed against you, that it has not prospered. I want you to take a moment to just sit in the gratitude of that because it's so easy for us to forget. It's so easy for us to lose focus. It's so easy for us to be distracted from everything that God has done for us as we, you know, press forward, as we forge forward, trying to step into the more, right? The more that we want, the, the more that we're trying to attain, it's so easy to forget that God has already done so much for us. And if we're not careful, we will continue to live this life of constantly chasing fulfillment. And then once we finally get the thing that we desire, we don't appreciate it enough because it's like, oh, well, I already got this. I I accomplished this. Now it's time to move on to the next thing. And this is not what God wants for us. He does not want for us to continue to jump from success to success, but instead he wants us to be grateful, be grateful and, and to give him the glory through all of it, right? Through every success, through every trial, through every struggle, through every closed door, right? When we allow ourselves to be grateful for that, then we can appreciate even more when the doors do open, when God does make a way, when he makes it easier for us. Because life is this constant ebb and flow, right? Where there's these constant peaks and valleys. Everything isn't always going to go our way. So it's important for us to remember that even when it doesn't go our way, that that too is part of God's plan. And so I don't know what has not gone your way recently, but I would encourage you that just for a moment to sit in that and instead of cursing God or instead of saying, God, why did you let this happen? Or why didn't you make this other thing happen? That you sit in that moment and say, you know what, God, even though I don't understand why this is happening, even though I may not fully see your plan at this moment, I trust that 
in spite of my understanding and in spite of my inability to see the future, that you have worked it all out. That this um, this obstacle or this thing that was not in my plan is absolutely in your plan for my life. And I don't have to understand it right now. Right? So just allow yourself to sit in the moment of the not knowing, in the moment of maybe you feel confused because you can't understand. Right? Maybe you have been obedient to God. Maybe you do everything that is expected. Maybe you are the most faithful believer, right? And, and you go to church every Sunday and you read your Bible and you are kind to people. And yet you find yourself um, that, you know, bad things happen, right? Bad things happen to good people all the time. And it's important to remember that God isn't doing this to us. He's doing it for us. Because sometimes it isn't until we find ourselves in the middle of a storm, in the middle of a struggle, in the middle of something that we cannot work through in our own might, that we get on our knees and we cry out to the Lord and we ask him to lift us up. We ask him to step in. And so we have to be, we have to be, we have to be um, very intentional about always giving him the gratitude and giving him the glory and giving him the honor and trusting that he knows what's best for our lives, even if we don't see it, even if it's going against our own plan. Um, and so this week, you know, I want to talk about Jeremiah, the prophet. I want to talk about his disobedience uh, to the calling that God had on his life, how he was very resistant um, how he did not want to step in to what he was being called to because the world around him was a hot mess. It was a hot mess. And sometimes when we find ourselves like in the middle of a fire, or in the middle of chaos, like all we want to do is retreat and remove ourselves from the chaos because we want no parts of it. And so that was what was happening to Jeremiah, not just because he was young when he was called um, because many accounts, many biblical accounts say that he was like 17. He was still a teenager when he heard the call from God, but because he was so young, he just felt inexperienced. He didn't feel qualified. And so here he's being called by God to lead this, the nation that is living in sin and chaos and anarchy. And he's like, boop, boop, pause the brakes, God, you sure? Like you, there has to be someone more equipped than me. And so the reason why I wanted to talk about this on this week's podcast is because so often we do the same things to ourselves. But before we get into the word, I just want to kind of catch you up a little bit on some of the things that I'm doing, things that I'm working on, things that I want you to tap into if you are in this season of your life. Uh, so if you don't know, I lead a weekly Bible study group the Women of Faith Bible Study. I co-lead that with an incredible woman of faith who lives in Texas, uh, my good friend, Teresa Gonzalez. Um, she's an incredible, incredible woman of God with some fierce, fierce faith. She's a fellow Taurus like me, and we couldn't be, be more different. And i that's what I love about our partnership because we both bring something unique to our Bible study. And we have been doing this 
for four cohorts. We will be starting our fifth cohort June 29th. So if you have not signed up yet, I encourage you to sign up. I will post the link to sign up in the episode notes of this episode. You can also find the link in the bio of my Instagram page. But we met this past weekend as we continue to prep. And I'm so excited for what we're going to do or what what God is going to do through this Bible study in this season of our lives. We have three incredible women from our past cohorts who have volunteered to co-lead with us. They have, you know, they have, they felt the calling in their hearts. They felt the nudging of God saying, this is your season to step into leadership, to help guide women into a deeper understanding of the Bible and of scripture. And I couldn't be more proud of these women just being obedient to the call. And we're going to be studying the book of Genesis. We're taking it back to the very beginning. But what's really great about what we're going to do in this cohort is that as we continue to study the book of Genesis, which we all know is in the Old Testament, that we're going to be looking for how Jesus shows up in some of these scriptures Right? We want to see if we can find him because we know that Jesus has been with us through the beginning of creation. So even though he came to us in human form, in man form, in flesh form, we, you know, we see him um, physically dwell upon us in the New Testament, he has always been with us. Uh, and for me, this is a new way of really understanding scripture and understanding Jesus and how God was very intentional or is very intentional about what he does in our lives and through our lives and through his son, the savior. So if you haven't um, subscribed, if you haven't registered, I encourage you to do so. It's an incredible group of women, you know, and there have been women that have come and have gone but we have a core group that has been with the Bible study from the very first cohort. And those women have developed this amazing bond and sisterhood that only God, you know, honestly, only God could could put together. And I know that so many of us struggle with finding genuine connections, with finding a group of women who will support us, who will encourage us, who will pray for us and with us. And if you have been looking for that, then I invite you to attend one meeting. We meet virtually over Zoom. So it's from the comfort of your own home or or wherever you are. You know, you don't have to physically go anywhere. And you would be surprised that even through Zoom, the connections that have been formed. So I invite you to join us for one meeting um, and then make make a decision from that. If you, if you want to just continue to see what it's about, you can continue to show up. You don't have to talk. You don't have to participate. You can just sit and listen because we have many who just come and who just sit and who they listen because it's what they need. It's what their spirit needs. And God will always provide what you need when you need it. And then there are, you know, another group who are very active, who speak often, who are really engaged, who contribute. And and we need those too, right? We need the ones that are going to be bold in in their worship of God, in their study of the word, who are not going to be afraid to share their lessons and their revelations. Um, So I invite anyone 
who is looking for that kind of community to join us on June 29th. It is a Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 uh, p.m. Central Time, uh, 4 p.m. if you live in Cali and on the West Coast, you know. So we we want you, we want you to join us. We want you to be a part of the Women of Faith movement. So I'm going to take a little break um, so that I can get my sponsorship up, right, and get pay these bills, as they say in the radio world. And when we come back, we're going to get into the story of Jeremiah. We're going to get into scripture. And then we're going to get into some of the lessons that God has for us through the prophet Jeremiah, through the book of Jeremiah, and how we can start to apply these beliefs into our own lives so that for those of us who might struggle with being obedient to the calling, that even when we're afraid, even when we don't feel qualified, even when we feel like we don't have the words, that we're going to trust that God got us and that he is going to make the way for us to be successful in the thing that he has called us to do. You're listening to the Women of Faith Podcast. Welcome back to segment two of this podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being a faithful listener. I know that there's so many options when it comes to podcasts, when it comes to things that you can be doing with your time. And so I'm grateful that for 30 to 35 minutes, you have committed to being a listener of this podcast. Um, And it means a lot. And I never want you to forget how important you are to me or how much I value that you have invested your very precious time in just listening to my episodes and listening to me speak and helping me to step into what God has called me to do in this season. Because creating this podcast was something that I don't know if struggles is the right word to use here, but it was something that I definitely prayed on because I wanted to make sure that this was the right next step for me. So when I decided to end the Nancy Ruffin show, I didn't want to immediately jump into creating a new podcast. I wanted to make sure that if I was going to end the old thing, that it was something that God wanted me to do. And I needed to take time to sit with God, to sit in prayer, to pray about it, and really um, just pay attention to what God was saying to me. And so I took five months off. I didn't record any podcast, and I came back in May on my birthday and launched the Women of Faith podcast. And so here you are. So thank you for helping me to honor my call and being obedient to what God wants me to do. And so for this episode, I want to be able to do the same for you. And I'm going to do that by talking to you about Jeremiah the prophet and his own reluctance in stepping into what God had wanted to do. So I just want to give you a little bit of backstory about what was happening in the world, in Jeremiah's world. So at this point, Israel, like I said in segment one, was a hot mess. Uh, Everyone was running amok, amok. Their sin was pervasive. People really had just turned away from God and were doing their own thing. And when we think about 
the tragedy of the time at that time, it's so reminiscent of what we're going through today, right? If we step back for a minute and just think about all of this, all that's happening in our world, I mean, there's sin all over the place. There's war. There's violence. I mean, just a few weeks ago, we saw the tragedy that happened in Uvalde, Texas, where these innocent, beautiful little children were murdered by this monster, you know, and and we continue to see lawlessness just, just take over. It's taking over, right? And it feels like sin is winning because there's so many sinful people. And this is why the book of Jeremiah, even though it was written thousands, thousands of years ago, is still as relevant and up to date and pertinent to our day as it was when it was first written. Um, Because the tragedy is that when people forsake God, when they turn from God, right, when they lose their way, they lose the sense of their own worth. And I spoke about this, I don't know if I spoke about this last episode or the episode before, but it's so hard for us to love each other if we don't even love ourselves. And when we think about mass murderers or or like mass shootings and, and who commits them, there's no way that a mass shooter could love themselves because if they did, they would not be out in the world trying to hurt and harm other people. But this is this is what always happens, right? When someone starts turning from God, they also lose themselves. And this is the inevitable tragedy that occurs in any life. When people turn from the living fountain of God, they became like animals. This is what Jeremiah said. When people turned away from God, they became like animals. They began to act like animals and to think of themselves in that way. They began to act brutishly. They began to dislike and hate themselves. And when you dislike and hate yourself, right, and you have all of that pent up anger and hate, right, it eventually it spills out of you. Eventually, you're going to blow up. And the only way that that happens is outward. So they're projecting all of this hate and all of this dislike out into the world. And this is always the consequence of a heart which rejects or turns from the living God. When you lose God, you no longer can love yourself. And if you cannot love yourself, you cannot love your neighbor. It it goes hand in hand. Before you can love anybody else, you have to be able to love yourself. And so many people are not loving themselves. So many people are struggling with loving the world and loving each other and and acting in God-like ways because they hate themselves. And not only do they hate themselves, they have turned away from God. So they don't even know how to live up to his standard or what is expected of them because they turned away from, from him. Right. And that 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 just goes to show God gave us the first and greatest commandment. Right. The first commandment tells us that we are to love God, that we are not to put any other gods above him, that we have to love him so much that we have to hate our own families. Like that's what he's like. We have to love him. 
And then the second thing right after that is that we have to love our neighbor, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. So if you have no sense of who you are as a person, then you will not look at anyone else as a person either. So the tragedy of this nation, the time that we're living right now, and even the time of Jeremiah was that it had begun to lose its sense of God and thus had begun to lose its sense of self. And when you don't love yourself, you don't know yourself. And if you don't know yourself, then you're going to struggle with knowing God's purpose for your life. You're going to struggle with the calling that he has put on your life. You're going to struggle with how to show up in the world. And all of this is a result of an individual who has turned away from their creator. So there's no wonder if this was what was happening back then during the time of Jeremiah, right? There's no wonder that he himself was struggling with his very own calling for being a prophet. And in the book of Jeremiah, again and again, he says, I don't want to be a prophet. I don't want to bear this incredible burden for my people. And this is in Jeremiah 1 verses 6 um, to 8, where he says, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am only a youth. For to all to whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Be not afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. And I just want you to meditate on, on these verses just for a second. Right, because Jeremiah's initial response is to shrink from the call of God, like many had done before him. We know for those of us who have read the Bible, right, that every time God appointed somebody, every time God anointed someone for a calling, they were resistant to the call. This was what Moses did. Moses did not want to go and and save the and, and save the Israelites, Israelis, um, the Israelites out of Egypt. Like he didn't want to do it. God, he told God, I don't have the words. I don't even know how to speak. What am I gonna say to Pharaoh when I get there? But God told him, You don't don't worry about what you're gonna say. I'm gonna give you the words, right? That was what Moses did. It was what Gideon did, it's what Isaiah did. And it was what all of the other mighty individuals that got called had did. They were accustomed to shrinking to the call because in their humanity, in their flesh, all they could see was their limitations, but God does not operate from that space. So God doesn't look 
at what we don't have because he already knows what he has given us that he's going to develop so that we can rise up into what he is calling us to do. Because when God first laid hold of them and set them to a task, even though they shrank from it, he already knew that they had within them everything that he had created them with because he's the creator just like he's your creator so in the in the in your mind where all you can see are your limitations where all you can see are your flaws where all you can see are the things you cannot do god is not even focused on the can't god is focusing on what he knows that you can do through him because he's your source you're not your source So what you can't do in your own might, you're not going to be able to do it by yourself. And he doesn't expect you to do it by yourself, but he expects you to call on him. He expects for you to seek him. He expects for you to say, God, give me the words. Even though I don't have them, I'm going to trust that the more I seek you, the more I call on you, the more I am obedient to what you are calling me to do, that the more God is going to show up. So when Jeremiah tells God, I'm only a youth, like I can't go, I can't speak, I don't know how to do this, right? As as Jeremiah is um, prophesying all of the can't unto himself, God responds with what a gift you have. What a gift you have. How I have prepared you for this moment through the generations which lie behind you, that you might live and speak and act in this time in history. This is what God tells Jeremiah. And this is what I am speaking to you right now for whoever is listening to this message is because God wants you to hear this and God wants you to know what a gift you have. How I have prepared you for this moment through the generations which lie behind you that you might live and speak and act in this time in history. So what is God calling you to do in this season? What gift has he given you? What gift does he want you to tap into? He wants you to nurture. He wants you to develop. He wants you to build up through him. Stop doubting your greatness and start reminding you that the same God that created Jeremiah and equipped him to lead Israel has equipped you and is ready to walk with you and through you and beside you and uplift you and carry you through so that you can fulfill the calling that he has given to you. I want you to remember that the same way God told Jeremiah, go for I am with you, I am encouraging you right now to go. Go because he is with you. Don't worry about your voice. Don't worry about your looks. Don't worry about your personality or your ability because God is with you. God will be your voice. That he tells Jeremiah. I'll speak through you. 
I will give you the words. I'll give you the power to stand. I'll give you the courage. I'll be your wisdom. I'll be whatever you need. Whatever demand is made upon you, I will be there to meet it. And the same is true for you. And, and we might recognize this, you know, through the new covenant that Jesus makes with all of us, right? Like when Jesus comes to us in the New Testament, this is what he promises each of us, that he will be with us in this same way. That the promise which encouraged Jeremiah is the same promise which is handed out to you and to me in the gospel that whatever we are and whatever demand is made upon us, do not be afraid. Do not shrink back. Don't say, I can't do that. I'm not qualified for that. I'm not equipped. I'm not experienced enough. I'm not talented enough. I don't have what it takes. Remember that God says, I will be with you and I will make you able to do it. So you don't have to rely on your own strength. You don't have to rely on your own confidence. You don't have to rely on your own courage. You don't have to rely on your own education or your own experience or your own skills or your own talent because God will give you what you feel you are lacking. Because it is in that space that we allow God to move through us. It's how we allow God to use us. It's how we become living testimonies to his love and his grace and his mercy and his ability to raise us up to be the queens and the kings that he has created us to be. That we don't have to shrink back because that is not what he wants for you. So maybe you're like Jeremiah. Maybe you're struggling with stepping into your calling, but I want you to hold on to this truth right now. God has never made another person like you, and he never will. Even individuals that are born as twins are still so innately different that just because they look the same on the outside, God created them each specific with a, uh, with a designated calling on their lives. God never made anyone else who can fill the place you can fill and do the things that you can do. This is the wonder of the way God forms human life. That each of the billions upon billions who have been spawned upon this earth, there are no duplicates. That our DNA is unique. No one else has our genetic composition. There is no one else that has the same number of cells that you have, the same number of hairs on your head that you have. They can't do what you do. Because God was intentional when he made you. He made you one of one. Something rare and unique and special. And so many of us walk around in life hating, 
hating how God created us, wanting to be like somebody else, wanting to have somebody other, somebody else's gifts, somebody else's talents, wanting to look like somebody else. We want to have so-and-so's hair and we want to have their eyes. Oh, and our bodies are not perfect enough. And the way that we speak isn't perfect enough. And we will pick ourselves apart until we believe that we are inferior. But I will tell you that if God wanted you to have what that other person has, he would have given that to you, but he didn't because he wanted you to find the beauty within yourself, to find, to to, to recognize that he took his time with you, that he didn't forget to give you something. You're not lacking. You're not deficient. This God created you the way that he wanted you from the hair on your head to the soles of your feet, to the way your toes are formed, to the way your laugh sounds, to the way your nose flares when you're angry. Like there's nothing about you that is a mistake. Each one of us is unique, prepared of God for the time in which we are to live. You think it's a coincidence that you were born when you were born? That if God didn't have a specific purpose for you, he would have made, he would have that you've been born when Jeremiah was born. Or you could have been born, you know, during the 1940s, but you weren't because God created you for a specific moment in time with your specific gifts to bring change in this world through what he has gifted you with. And so that is the word which came to Jeremiah to strengthen him when he was struggling to step into his calling. Look, God said, I have prepared you for this very hour as he has prepared you and me for this time, for this world, for this hour of human history, we are supposed to make an impact at this time in history with our very lives, with the gifts that he has given us. So what is your gift? What have you been too afraid to step into? What is keeping you shrinking back instead of forging forward? Each of us, is therefore both the goal toward which God has been working at and at the same time, the preparation of someone yet to come and we have a part in their work. Do you understand what that means? Like, do you understand that God created you for two reasons? For two reasons, so that he can prepare you to do your work right? To do what he has called you to do so that you can step into it. But so, but also so that through the work that we do, we can help someone else step into theirs. We have a part in their calling as well. And you delaying stepping into your calling is delaying someone else stepping into theirs. And I, I, and I think about myself and I think about the many women who have given me compliments, who have told me that I have helped them to step into their identity, to I've helped them to see themselves differently, that I have given them 
help them to gain courage and confidence and faith and that they start to look at themselves differently because of the work that I have done, right? But if I would have never stepped into the calling that God was calling me to, I would have never touched those women in the ways that I have. And it's not to say that I don't get afraid. It's not to say that I don't struggle with the very same things that you struggle with, with this idea of I'm not good enough or I'm not qualified enough or I'm not experienced enough. I I have never formally been trained in producing or creating a podcast, but you know what? I didn't let it stop me. I did what I had to do. I researched, I went on Google, I went on YouTube, and I reached out to my network of people who were doing it and I asked for help because my delay would have delayed someone else's healing, someone else's journey, someone else's path, someone else's self-discovery. And who am I not to be obedient to what God is calling me to do when he is my creator, when he is my father, for the very reason that I exist is because he believed that I was necessary to this world, just like he believes that you are necessary. So you need to stop comparing yourself to other people. You need to stop speaking lack into your life. You have to stop focusing on what you don't have and instead start building up what God has given you and be grateful for the gifts that he has given you and be grateful for the life that you have and the struggles that you have endured, but that you have survived and for the lessons that they taught you because you can take those lessons and help someone else so that they don't make the same mistake that you made. So you can share your testimony. So you can share your story because when we share our stories, we allow other people a glimpse into themselves and that's when they feel seen and that's when they feel connected and that's when they feel less alone. So I just want to share a few lessons that I want you to take from the book of Jeremiah because we all know this famous scripture, right? And it's in Jeremiah 1. Let me get my Bible real quick because I don't even want to misspeak this. But in Jeremiah 1, starting at verse 4, the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I anointed you as a prophet to the nations. God knew you. God knew you before you were even a thought in your mother's mind, before you were a cell in her womb. He knew what he was creating you to be. And with Jeremiah, he ordained him a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah was already a young man. But God wanted him to know that his call went back even further than his youth. Jeremiah existed in the mind and plan of God before he ever existed in his mother's womb. God told Jeremiah this so that he could walk in God's preordained plan by his own will. And it was given so that he would know God's will, so that he would be encouraged by that and therefore align his will with God's revealed will. So start to think about yourself like Jeremiah. 
Think about that God created you before you were a thought in anybody else's minds. That he already had the plan for you before he created you. He had the plan for your life and he created you in a way that you would be able to fulfill the plan, right? So your purpose was established before you were physically created, before you were even a thought. God created your purpose and then he created you. So this thing that you keep running from is the very reason that you were created. God created you specifically for that calling. And he has equipped you with everything that you need to fulfill it. Don't be like Jeremiah because Jeremiah made excuses, right? He was saying, I'm not ready. I'm a child. I'm young. I can't speak. I can't this. I do not be uh, the person that makes excuses, but instead the one that turns to God and say, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but you created me. And I know that you're going to give me what I need to make this a success. You're going to make me successful in this because you have called me to it. This is not my plan for my life. This is your plan for my life. And just like God had a plan for Jeremiah, God has a plan for you. And he made the plan for Jeremiah and he intended for Jeremiah to fulfill it. So when Jeremiah was making the excuses, God rebuked Jeremiah. He tells him, say not, say not, right? Don't say what you're about to say. God reminded Jeremiah of his presence and his provision, right? Thou shall go. I shall send thee. Thou shall speak. God's plan, God's direction, God's command and his provision. God is telling you, thou shalt go. God also encouraged Jeremiah. How did he do that? Be not afraid. I am with thee to deliver thee. Right? In verse 9, God equips Jeremiah. He tells him, right, that he touched his lips. I'm putting my words in your mouth. God has already equipped you. If God has given you the calling, he has already qualified you for it. God forms us to be what he wanted us to be in the womb because he had already he already had a plan for us before we were created. God knew all about you before you were even conceived. He knew what you were going to look like. All right, the things that you keep picking yourself apart for, right? The things that you think make you less than, God took his time to create for you. And look at you picking yourself apart, wanting to be like the next person, wanting to look like the next person, wanting to speak like so-and-so, wanting to show up like them. You're criticizing everything that God created you specifically to be. How dare you? How dare you find yourself in God? Start to look at yourself with the same eyes that God sees you. Recognize that God has set you apart for a certain ministry before you were even born. 
He ordained you for a specific ministry, including the location down to the very spot that you are supposed to minister the gift that he has given you. All you're focusing on is your flaws and God overrides all of your inadequacies. You're sitting here making excuses, but God rebukes all of our excuses. God specifically directs us in our ministry, but we have to allow space for that. We have to remain open, open-minded and open in our hearts so that we can receive it. God encourages us in our ministry if we look to him, if we seek him out, if we ask him for guidance, if we are obedient to what he is calling us to do, he will encourage us. You got to get yourself in the word of God. Stop looking for other people to validate what you're supposed to be doing. Stop looking to the world to tell you who you're supposed to be or to tell you what you're supposed to do and start looking to God. Start looking to your creator for he already knows what you are capable of and he will equip you to fulfill what he is calling you to. He has already blessed you with everything you need, but just sitting here doubting yourself and comparing yourself. And the more you doubt and the more you compare, the more stuck you are going to be. And it's time for you to get unstuck. So stop focusing on the things that don't matter. Start focusing on God and his word and his provision and what he has specifically designed you to do. He has already qualified you. He has already gave you the authorization to do it. He has already given you the permission. You don't need permission from anybody else. In fact, you don't even have to share your dreams with anybody else for validation because God has already validated you. And the truth is not everybody is going to see your vision. They're not going to understand what you've been called to do, but it's not their responsibility to do that anyway. That's why you got to protect your vision. You got to protect your dreams and you just got to follow through on it and trust that God is going to take you exactly where you need to be. That is what I want you to take from this week's message. I want you to be encouraged that you have been called for something specific, that your delay is delaying somebody else and it's delaying how God wants you to fulfill your life and your purpose in this world. Every believer and every follower of Christ has been sanctioned by God for a specific ministry. Each one of us has been brought into the world to complete that ministry. You have been equipped for that ministry. And ultimately, at the end of your life, when you come face to face with your creator, you are going to have to give an account for the performance of that ministry. And so that is where I want to end today's episode. I just want to give give some time for that to marinate, allow for you to meditate on that, for you to, to stop speaking excuses over yourself and start speaking the promise of God over your life and of who he has created you to be. So thank you for rocking with me for another week, for another episode. Thank you for supporting the Woman of Faith podcast. I will be back same time, same place. Until next time, step into what God is calling you to do. And remember, 
you have been created for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.